0: Well, it is one step forward, one step back for the Hoosiers this season, as has been the case for far too long. But they follow up that memorable night against Purdue with uh, one of their worst defensive performances of the season against Michigan. We're going to recap that game, see what went wrong, and see uh, just how much it sets back the Hoosiers. You are locked on Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Monday, January 24th. This, as always, is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for everything related to IU Athletics, whether it's news, analysis, previews, recaps, as we will be doing today. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to Locked on Hoosiers, uh, for making it part of your day, and for making it your first listen every day. Just a reminder, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where we've been trying out something new for about the past two weeks, where we uh, debut or premiere the episodes at 7 a.m. Eastern. Uh, gives everybody a chance to kind of get in there together, Uh, as IU fans and discuss the happenings. And today there's a lot to discuss after the Hoosiers, uh, frankly, kind of no-showed for most of that Michigan game on Sunday afternoon. We'll jump into that in a minute. As always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers or on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. After that game on Thursday, uh, I did kind of a film thread. I wanted to rewatch that IU Purdue game because it was a lot of fun. Broke down some stuff uh, and we tweeted that out on the uh, Locked On Hoosiers Twitter account. So be sure to follow us over there. Let's dive into this game. Uh, Michigan comes away with an 80 to 62 victory. Honestly, that uh, felt that scoreline pretty much reflects uh, how the Hoosiers played on the. Uh, I was going to say evening, but on the afternoon, a little bit of an odd 3.30 start time. In one sense, uh, it's not a shock that the Hoosiers coming off a really emotional win, pretty quick turnaround uh, over the weekend. It's not a shock that they came out a little flat, but it was the manner in which they did it. Uh, It was unlike anything the Hoosiers had done this season. It was ugly. From start to finish, Mike Whitson called it an awful game. He pointed out at the plus minuses. Every Hoosier on the day was a minus or had a, a negative plus minus. Um, the only one that was close to positive, Michael Durr, was a minus one uh, in six minutes. And some of that was in garbage time among kind of the rotation players. Race Thompson and Phenasy were minus seven. Uh, it was a bad, bad showing. Uh, It was a letdown game after a big win. Mike Woodson said, got to give them credit. They played their butts off. We just didn't have the intensity that we had in the Purdue game. That's unacceptable. That's on me. He also cited the team still learning how to win. And this was a trait of Archie teams that they would follow a big win with just a flat performance. And that's what they did today. Follow a big win with a really flat performance. Um And that's the stuff that Mike Woodson's trying to get out of them. Um, They didn't do it as much when they beat Ohio State early in the season, came back in that Minnesota game, uh, pulled away uh, for that double-digit win, but that wasn't the prettiest game either. Um, So it's not a shock that they came out flat, but uh, the way they did it was frustrating. It was by far the worst defensive showing of the year. Michigan came into the game shooting... 33.6% on three-pointers on the year, 31.6% in Big Ten play, and proceeded to go 11 of 17 from the three-point line. It wasn't a case of a team just getting hot, um, hitting these ridiculous threes, everything wide open for Michigan. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis said after the game that they were trying to double um, on Michigan uh, big man... Um, Dickinson, uh, Hunter Dickinson, who absolutely torched them. We'll talk about that in a minute. They were trying to double on him, and the result was they were basically doing it too quickly. They were allowing him to see over top of the defense, and he was picking them apart, and the Hoosiers weren't rotating properly. Just an all-around really, really bad uh, defensive performance. So uh, that was shocking because... Th- not only had the Hoosiers hung their hat on their defense, they hung their hat on their uh, ability to defend the three-point line, and Michigan absolutely tore them apart. The offense continues to struggle mightily on the other end. Uh, the Wolverines went to a zone defense for a lot of the game, and the Hoosiers just have so few answers. On Sunday, Rob Finnessy wasn't there for a career night to bail them out. They struggled against that zone um, ultimately, Indiana shot just 39.3 percent, five of 19 on threes. Three of those came from Parker Stewart late in the second half when IU was just clinging to life, basically. Um, but the Hoosiers really had no answer for Michigan. I, it just kind of put it si- put simply, Michigan was repeatedly creating wide open offensive looks, and. The Hoosiers might have done that a handful of times in total on the day. Um, And it's been a problem that's plagued them all season. Uh, This was a Michigan team that came in. If you look at their record, it's not great. They haven't been great. They um, are, I believe they were a game over 500 coming in. They're now nine and seven after this victory. Still you look at their advanced numbers, they aren't awful. Ken Palm has them as the 24th ranked team. Um, but it wasn't pretty. Uh, I, I don't think saw a lot of reactions and frustrations after this one, which warranted, this was a frustrating game and the Hoosiers deserve to lose. And that's never a fun situation to be in. But, um, if your worst loss kind of the rest of the way is losing to the 24th ranked, uh, at least in terms of Ken Palm, Michigan team. And Michigan has a ton of talent. They were uh, ranked in the top 10 in the preseason. They, For whatever reason, they haven't really been able to put it together. Maybe this is kind of the stretch of the season that they do. I We won't know. Only time will tell. But um, it... <sighs> It's a frustrating loss, but I don't know that it's a bad loss. Uh, if that makes sense, it's bad in terms of the margin. Uh, I I don't want to say I expected a letdown performance, but it was. you could see it coming. You could see after that, and we mentioned it at the tail end of Friday's episode, uh, that the Hoosiers needed to avoid a letdown in this game. You've seen time and time again, you get the big emotional win. You come back and um, you kind of lay an egg, uh, especially against a very capable team. If they were playing Penn State, maybe you could get away with laying that egg uh, just off sheer talent, which, I mean, that may not even be a good example because the Hoosiers lost to Penn State. Against a Michigan team that does have a lot of talent, you give them the open looks, you give uh, Dickinson space to work, they're going to torch you, and so be it. The Hoosiers found out that way. This is part of that learning how to win that Mike Woodson said. Uh, stringing together uh, strong performances we've seen the Hoosiers steadily improve within games learning how to win now it's kind of a a macro sense learning how to win across multiple games string together a win streak and something they still haven't really done uh, at least in Big Ten play uh, it's been two game win streak loss two game win streak loss two game win streak loss so Ultimately, that's two steps forward, one step back, which I guess is what I sh- should have said in the beginning, but Hoosiers need to be taking multiple steps forward. Uh, we're going to look at the offensive lineup, starting lineup, because there's a lot of questions to be asked. They continue to struggle and kind of look at where they struggled on Sunday and if there's a move that they need to make uh, within that starting five. Have an app, though, that you guys absolutely need to hear about. Uh, for anybody who buys gas, you need to download Get Upside. Uh, my listeners are making up to 25% for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Uh, just download the get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code SCORE and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's $0.50 cents per gallon cash back. It's very simple. Download the app. Uh, find the gas station you're going to go to. Uh, claim the offer, especially, or do it after you put in that promo code SCORE, drive to your gas station, uh, check in, fill up, you'll get your money back. I got mine back in about 24 hours. I think the app actually says 48 to 72 hours, but within a couple of days you will get the cash back within the app. It's simple. You can cash out at any time straight to your bank account, PayPal, a gift card to Amazon or other brands. Uh, there is no catch just download the free get upside app use that promo code score to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank that's promo code score on the get upside app thanks for making locked on hoosiers your first listen every day we are free and available on all platforms let's take a look at this starting lineup um it's one that's continued to struggle it I mean, it's hard to look at a a starting lineup change after that winning the Purdue game, but this is something we've kind of hinted at for a while. Uh, I've pointed at one kind of person, Miller Cop, Trey Galloway, but the lineup as a whole just isn't really working right now. After the game, Trey said, as a starting five, we need to regroup and figure it out. It's unacceptable, honestly. Listen, these guys talk the talk, and I don't mean that as some type of insult. Michael Durr, said before this game, basically alluded to the fact that the the players had talked about not having an emotional letdown uh, after that Purdue game. You talk the talk, but unfortunately, they didn't walk the walk. There is something to be gained by kind of that self-awareness, though. Um, and I use aware that the starting five isn't working. I think continue to look at the biggest weakness in that starting five to me is Miller Cop. I think he's continued to get more and more exposed as a harsh word, but honestly, that's kind of what it's been as he gets more and more exposed in Big Ten play because he's just not quick enough. And part of it is, um, I still think he's being he's a four being asked to play as a three. I think he's a stretch four kind of in modern uh, NBA, and he's being asked to play the small forward position. He'd be served well to be kind of better utilized as a stretch four. The problem is the Hoosiers have a lot of Forwards already that um, play, that it's hard to find minutes for all of them. You can't really take minutes away from Jordan Geronimo with how he's played. Michael Durr, after that uh, Purdue game, he played well. There's not a lot of minutes that you can take away from the forward, so he has to play the three. Uh, he might be better served to do it up against some bench lineups because uh, I thought he continued to struggle on Sunday. Uh, he was too slow. Couldn't get out to shooters on rotations when the Hoosiers were doubling. There was a couple instances where he just didn't even try. I don't know if it was a, a recognition issue or uh, if he just didn't think he was going to be able to get out there to Im- impact the shot at all. Um, but if you're if you're trying to double how IU wanted to double, you got to have guys on the backside that are able to to cover ground and fly around and rotate um, to. F- to the open guys, and Miller cop just can't do that. And that's one of the biggest differences between him and Trey Galloway is Trey Galloway can do that, and that's arguably his greatest skill or trait is just the energy level he brings on a night-to-night basis. Um, so I thought that was really noticeable on Sunday afternoon. Uh, and you could see a difference. There were a couple times, especially in that second half, Trey Galloway comes in. Uh, with Rob Finnessy and they immediately went on a 7 or 8 nothing run. They were able to get stops defensively, get out in transition, knock down some layups or open threes. Uh, and that's a, an easy way to to beat a zone defense is not face a zone defense. But you can really only get out in transition if you get stops, and the Hoosiers struggle to do that pretty much all game. Parker Stewart is another one that's kind of struggled since Big Ten play really got underway. Um, I still think he's kind of being underutilized or misutilized, whatever phrase or word you want to use, because it, they they just don't run enough plays to get him threes. I mean, you saw at the end of the game, he was able to knock down some, some, some three-pointers that um, kept IU close. I don't ever think they really were back in the game, but it kept IU within kind of arm's reach um, in that game. And I look back to the play... Uh, the play before the play in the Purdue game, Rob Finnessy hits the three-pointer uh, from the baseline out of bounds. Right before that, Rob Finnessy shot a three-pointer off a down screen um, coming out um, for the three off a screen. And when has Parker Stewart ever had the opportunity to do that? Uh, Rob Finnessy asked for the shot uh, overall, and kudos to him for knocking it down. But Parker Stewart, you need to to run those types of actions for him not just once or twice a game two three four times a half at least to get him those shots on the move because we've seen how deadly he can be when he catches fire goes on those big scoring runs so i think he's being underutilized he's a really dangerous shooter um that i don't think has gotten enough shots up part of the problem as well as i use seen a lot of zone defenses and you can't really run those types of plays against his own defense but there are ways to create open shots. I think he needs to be better utilized within this offense. Race Thompson certainly is not a problem within the offense, but I just wanted to point out something I thought Michigan did really well in that game was put him in situations where he wasn't necessarily going to succeed. He had a he, he shot a an abnormal amount of three pointers, I guess is a way I would put it. Uh, he was one for four from three. He has really struggled from the three point line this season. Um, it's not an area that um, he ever was really going to succeed in. He's now 4 of 29 from the three-point line on the year, uh, 13.8%. He's a willing shooter, but maybe he shouldn't be, but Michigan was willing to give him those shots uh, on Sunday afternoon. They also were willing to allow him kind of space. There were a couple times he got the ball kind of top of the key area, where he could dribble to the rim, but it's not really his game. Resulted in a couple turnovers, a couple wild shots. So I thought it was a credit to Michigan for kind of putting him in positions where he felt he needed to make a play, but it wasn't a spot where he's most comfortable, if that makes sense. Um, But he's certainly not been a problem overall in the offense, in the starting five. I think the two players that are absolutely – you are not going to change, obviously, or Trace Jackson-Davis and Race Thompson. Outside of that, I'd be open to pretty much anything. I just don't really know what makes sense because um, Xavier Johnson, he can be hot and cold. Uh, he His execution level varies. His energy level never does. Um, maybe you bring that off the bench and maybe it's able to spark something a little different off the bench. Uh, but I think that's a pretty big risk. It's hard to do that after he led the team in scoring. He had 14.6 rebounds, six assists, only two two turnovers, and three steals. Honestly, I thought he was the best Hoosier on the day, um, him or Trace. But they were the only two that really seemed to give a damn. The two of them. I mean, they still struggled shooting the ball, but they went 11 of 24. The rest of the team went 13 of 47. So um, 13 to 37, excuse me, but still it wasn't good. No matter how you slice it up, uh, it's almost 33% shooting uh, for the rest of the team. So they struggled mightily. I think the only real logical change right now is Galloway for cop. Um, it would feel harsh to bench Parker Stewart, especially if you're going to bring in Rob Finnessy that really negates your spacing in the offense if because Galloway is not a shooter if you bring in Finney, he's a streaky shooter at best and suddenly you have no spacing around uh, Trace Jackson Davis so to me I would insert Galloway for cop um, find better ways to utilize Parker Stewart to draw some gravity to him coming off screens and um, kind of maximize that maybe put Miller cop in some different positions off the bench to allow him to uh, get going from the three-point line. But there isn't an easy fix. That's why I have not paid the big bucks. That's why Coach Woodson is. But something I think really needs to change with the starting lineup because they can't keep digging these big holes and being forced to to work out of them, as was the case on Sunday. Uh, The Hoosiers still... Are 14 and 5 on the season. I don't think this kills all their momentum. Like I said, Uh, it's a frustrating loss. Um, Probably the worst loss of the season, but again, it's a talented Michigan team that was capable of this. I don't know if they're going to be consistent the rest of the way, but another kind of quick turnaround for IU as they play on Wednesday. We'll get you set for that game later in the week. I wanted to clear the runway for this last section because we have a lot of things we need to catch up on that we were unable to. At the end of last week, McKenzie Holmes update some football updates. So we'll get you all set on that here at a moment. Bet online though, would like to wish you guys a happy new betting year uh, as we continue our march through the playoffs in football. Some exciting games this weekend. Bet online remains the number one spot for all the for all the best sports wagering action in 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. So that you can sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just by using the promo code Locked On to get started. So whether it's football, basketball, hockey, boxing, the UFC fights over the weekend as well, uh, even your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts it's the new year and that means new year's resolutions and if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier make sure you include built bar in your plan built bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or honestly even better than a candy bar it's not your mom and dad's protein bar that's chalky and waxy and tastes like a chemical spill uh, these are covered in 100 percent real chocolate they taste like a candy bar best part is You compare them to your favorite candy bar, they're going to have um they're gonna have the edge. It's only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Um, you compare that to any candy bar and it's going to be better for you. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious built bar, you can almost count it as a workout. Best parts, there's so many flavors to choose from. My personal favorites: cookies and cream, but I also got blueberry muffin last time I tried them. That was a limited time flavor, and those are always available at Built.com. So be sure to head on over there, check out what they have available to, uh, for you. Use the promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com couple news and notes. We're going to start with the women's basketball team. Mackenzie Holmes, uh, for those that might have missed it, she had been out the previous two games for the Hoosiers with an unspecified knee injury. Uh, They announced on Thursday that she underwent a procedure on her knee um, and that she would immediately begin rehab. On Wednesday, I had missed this. Terry Morin was on, uh, head coach Terry Morin was on the Big Ten Network. Uh, this is from Matt Cohen, who did catch it, transcribe it. Uh, Morin said, "Are you plans to get uh, Holmes back this season? But it may not be until late February or early March, in other words, in time for the postseason, but maybe missing the rest of the regular season. Good news and bad news, um, kind of the nature of things. Uh, but the fact she should be back is very encouraging." doesn't ruin the tournament chances by any means for the Hoosiers. It certainly sounds like uh, she'll be available for them. I guess the the challenge will be making sure she's kind of ramped back up and in, uh, in a groove for um, the NCAA tournament. But the bad news or frustrating news or not great news, however you want to phrase it, is this is a blow to their Big Ten title chances. Now, there's still the the – in the driver's seat Um, but it makes a lot of these games a lot tougher fortunately they were able to pick up that big win over Maryland already Um, but Michigan is looming there's another matchup against Maryland Uh, we saw how much they struggled against Purdue without Holmes um, though they did not have Nicole Cardano Hillary in that game either so um, not the worst news not the best news for the Hoosiers but Uh, We certainly wish Mackenzie Holmes the best, and we want her back so the Hoosiers can make uh, a big run in the tournament because this has been a really fun season. Right now, they're scheduled to be back in action on Thursday after uh, an extended kind of shutdown because of a COVID outbreak. So uh, assuming that game goes on later this week, we'll get you caught up. Other things to touch on include or surround the IU football team Miles Marshall is going to Miami of Ohio. He announced on his Instagram on Sunday, um, one of the many wide receivers to depart from the program after last season. And it was a frustrating year for the wide receivers. I'm not surprised a lot of them wanted a fresh start. uh, Miles goes to uh, Miami of Ohio and Oxford. Best of luck to him uh, moving forward. A little bit of a surprise. Again, another thing that happened kind of middle of last week, in case you mentioned it, Paul Randolph was hired as the defensive line coach. Um, I had just kind of assumed um, that the new defensive coordinator would take that position since he had uh, been the defensive coordinator, um, uh, or excuse me, defensive line coach uh, at Minnesota. But Chad Wilt uh, will be focusing on the defense as a whole. And uh, Paul Randolph comes in from Texas Tech where he was a defensive line coach since 2019. So um, some Power 5 experience there coming into the program. Uh, Encouraging. We're going to see how this entire IU football program being shaken up to the level it was will change things moving forward. But that was the news surrounding the football team. They also landed a commit. To be honest, it's hard to really look up much information about them because this one was a player who kind of came out of nowhere. Um, the Hoosiers, uh, it's a quarterback from uh, Texas that isn't on any ranking services. Uh, it's someone that I guess the program feels um, has been overlooked, but it's his name is Brendan Soresby. IU was the only kind of Power 5 school to give him an offer, Uh, but he's going to be a part of the 2022 class, kind of a dual-threat quarterback. Uh, Like I said, not a ton of big programs had offered him. There was interest from Wisconsin, a couple Big 12 schools uh, or Big 12 area schools, but Army, Navy, Abilene, Christian, those are the types of programs that were offering him. So uncertain on that, but... He took a visit to IU, I believe, last week, committed over the weekend. So that will probably be it for the quarterback room for the Hoosiers um, this season. So uh, they will head into next year with an open quarterback competition and a lot of guys who could step into um, that role. So thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow to talk some more IU basketball after this. Weird weekend of highs and lows. Uh, Now for your second listen, head on over to Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Appreciate all the love. Friday was a record day for the site. Uh, You guys were as excited as we were about that Purdue game. Uh, Big thank you for that. Big thank you for all the love. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave a rating and review. Uh, helps us out tremendously. Most importantly, though, guys, have a great Monday in Elio.